Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 3CR Gardening Show. My name is A.B. Bishop, and with me in the studio this morning is Craig William from Gentiana and Craig Wilson from Gentiana Nursery, our resident fruit guru, Craig Graham Morrison, and of course, our tireless host, Pam Vardy. Good morning. Good morning, AB. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, well, Graham, you've been away on a trip. There's a couple of us been away on yeah, a trip. Yeah, that's true. Flap- you've been to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Been flapping our wings, Pam. Yes, that's you right, have sure. Been. <laughs> so tell us yeah. a little bit, how was it? Yeah, well, it was a great experience. Uh, we were under the guidance of Simon Rickard, who's spoken on your your program here a, a few times, and uh, a little bit like uh, Craig here and uh, some of the gurus around. He certainly knows his plants and what what what, what wide knowledge there. So it was great to have him as a botanical guide. But it was a uh, a, 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 an organised group. There was a hundred of us uh, mm-hmm. advertised as the Cherry Blossom t- Tour, right. and of course, uh, you know, many of us were keen on our garden, so we uh, were taken and spoilt. Uh, we were Kyoto. Uh, we 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 flew into, and then every day we'd be on a on a boat, and we would uh, uh, arrive at a new port the, the the next day, and they would bus us out. They had three buses to divide the the hundred of us up and take us to specific gardens and. Uh, uh, we cracked it very nicely for the cherry blossom, a little bit hit and miss sort of thing, but we were right there. The, all the white ones were out uh, when we got there, and as we towards the end of the tour, tour they would they, they got past their best, and the the, the, the pinks came out. So it, we you know, were really good, but it's a it's a great experience, Pam and uh, Craig AB the. You know, just the order of the uh, Jap- Japanese cult- culture. You know, everything is pruned. They uh, pollarding of the of the trees, the uh, cloud cloud pruning, where they you know tr- trim all the, the, the little side branches off and got these uh, d- d- dome uh, pieces of greenery on the t- on on the top, and they pride themselves in just you know I suppose it's order you know just prune to the nth, nth degree, things like. Uh, uh, street street trees of uh, ginkgo b- b- biloba, uh, they chop them so 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 heavily. You know they really 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 get into them. Uh, they they spare ma- 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 maples, uh, and 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 cherry cherry trees are not pruned. They they, they spare those, but okay. uh, otherwise, you go into some of these gardens. They, 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 the pines look at the red pine, uh, black pine, and white pine, and uh, they are they are just trained, you know. They look like large bonsais, if you like, sort of thing. Uh, uh, the 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 azaleas around the place, they've uh, they're, they're trimmed just in all little domes and probably pruned to the extent that you don't see too much uh, flower flower coming through. You know, they just just you know, it's so 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 many of their plants are pruned, and the the limbs of the trees are tied down to you know get a an artistic look 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 to them, big. Big trees, they get these props sort of thing. They you know value their trees so so, so much. 
Of course, their landscapes are uh, uh, or, 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 or ordered, and they have uh, you know, traditional things. There's a, there's a dry landscape. There's a stroll garden. There's a paradise garden and a tea garden, and they're all separate, separate ones designed, you know, to their. Uh, Strict rules, I suppose. You know, everything is so so so, so, so well ordered. But uh, yeah, we progressed right through down the the uh, about the south south coast of Japan. Got over to Korea for one day. Oh, okay. again, again, it's lovely over there. In that you've got uh, we had just a highway we, we tra- travelled on in, in, in the buses. It was again lined with cherry, cherry trees and the blossoms were right out and very nice. Sample some of their cuisine along the way sort of thing, you know, the uh, uh, kim, kim, kimchi, is it? Uh, oh, the fermented the, cabbage? That, that's the go. Yeah. Thanks, Abu. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they, in Korea there's about a, a million tonnes of the stuff they consume a, a, a year. It's a big, big deal there. They sort of you know, bottle it up and ferment it for about a week sort of thing with a whole lot of other spices and things. Well, it's becoming yeah, quite yeah, trendy yeah. nowadays, isn't it? The, yeah, the okay. kimchi, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bar and bay kimchi and yes. sauerkraut okay. and everything. Oh, and on, yeah, very okay. good for our gut bacteria. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. very good, yeah. <laughs> so did you come back feeling healthier than before yeah, you went? Yeah, well, <laughs> I tried to eat the right things anyway, but uh, they were worth trying. Even the uh, ginkgo, I think that's the biggest uh, health food or herby thing in the U.S. now. Uh, I think Craig uh, mentioned superfoods before, and you know they, you get a few of these things that they cl- claim to be su- superfoods, and uh, I think ginkgo is supposedly good for the brain, uh, for uh, you know, uh, cognitive things, uh, things, and even preventive, preventing el- the onset of Alzheimer's and that sort of stuff. Some of the things I think they hold f- in herbs, perhaps they they exaggerate a bit, but uh, I think uh, you know it's, it's worth worth trying, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, uh, You're never uh, sure uh, if it's a placebo uh, effect or if it actually is working. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, sure. <laughs> Yeah, but that's probably enough for Japan just at the moment. I suppose the other thing I was, might, might have said was an interesting one, Pam. Uh, they they value their lo- lotus, of course, you know, yes. and uh, they seem, seem to think that's pretty symbolic of life in general. In that, uh, uh, you know, the uh, lotus grows in these murky, muddy, slimy ponds, sort of thing, and uh, out, out out from that slime comes a beautiful, pure, uh, you know, spotless, colour colourful for for flower that opens. And in our lives, we, you know, the, the from the cruelness, the nastiness, the racism, uh, all the, the the bad things that we have in our life, it's up to us as human beings to get come above that sort of thing and, and, and shine and beam, beam, beam sort of thing. So I thought that was rather nice. Very nice. <laughs> so were, were the lotuses in flower, Graham, when you were there? No, no, we, we, we didn't, didn't see, the, see those. Okay. What, what about the uh, camphorae iris? No, and no. now uh, we we went to a, a, a peony farm, and they they arranged that was a big touristy thing sort of thing, and they arranged those so that they had pe- peonies on display all year, and they were just coming out so that the the, 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 the peonies grow. Mm. Uh, what was the one you mentioned? Camphoriaris. Yeah, now camphor. That's right. No, I didn't see that moment. No, I didn't, okay. I didn't see it. Uh, Simon might have mentioned that along the line, but it's, 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 it's went over my head. Perhaps a bit early. Could 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 could, mm. could 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 have been too. Okay, sure, yeah.
Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, by, by all means, a wonderful yeah, trip. And yeah, you were very sure. lucky with the cherry blossom. I've heard yeah, people true, true, true. who made yes. the trip specially for Absolutely, the cherry blossom yeah. and then, you know, yeah, they've so, missed out. Yeah, it's in true. Each port of call. Yeah. <laughs> but really, the Japanese gardens are so astonishing. Oh, yes. Even if you miss the cherry blossom, just, just to get to see yeah. their gardens. Yes. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. It really yeah, is, yeah, it sure. really is yeah, the ultimate yeah. in man over nature, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's controlled. Yeah, good, good, good way to put it. You've got stones or rocks. They've got their water. They've got little little, little bridges in the trees, and yeah. they, you know, just to, to design things around those four elements, sort of thing, to make make it look good and to their, to their liking. No, it's it's really worth worth seeing. The, the pine training's called Niwaki. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think, think which training? The cloud. Pine. Oh, pine. Oh, pine. Okay. Pines. Yeah. 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 Quite exceptional. It's, it's done yeah. with scissors. Yeah, I <laughs> that's right. We, 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 we saw youngsters up in the trees with ladders and stuff, you know, chipping away. That's and, right, just know. taking out the candles oh, with scissors. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. If you can't afford to get to Japan, you can always go and see the uh, Japanese gardens at the Melbourne Zoo. Which is very they're good. They're quite exceptional, aren't they? The cloud, that's There's also the one at Kara. Yes, and there's one in Sydney too, which is beautiful. Well, what I love about the one at Cowra is that they've used a lot of native plants. Right. So instead of clipped azaleas, they'll be using withringa and coria and things yeah, like that. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah. sure. And yeah. of course, of course, there's a lot of people um, working with bonsai with Australian natives now too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. There's a club in Melbourne now. Yes. For natives. Right. Yeah. 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 It's about time. <laughs> it is. Yeah. When I started growing, you were considered a bit wacky if you grew natives. Yeah, sure. Pretty normal now. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a bit hard to control in that they grow a lot faster than a lot of the uh, the other. Gear. Is it the gear that they bonsai? Oh, look, I think anything to do with Australian natives is high maintenance. Yeah, they okay. a lot yeah, of pruning. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. When it comes to bonsai, not, a, not generally speaking. Generally speaking yeah. as well, I think. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're more high maintenance than any other plants. I'd say similar sort of maintenance. Well, they need a lot of pruning. To maintain them, that's my experience of working with native plants. If you want them really mm. shrubby and that's right. dense, yeah. Yeah. yeah, otherwise they tend to get leggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Well, we 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 haven't really mentioned the weather because it's been <laughs> no, so right unbelievable. <laughs> Craig, you said yesterday up in up in uh, the Dandenongs, what did it get to? Four or five degrees <gasps> and raining. And raining. It makes it really cold. But look, at least we're getting some rain. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, Long up until last week, it's been so dry. That's right. Scary. Really scary. Yeah, yes, I thought we'd never get any. But that's right. um, finally, we've had a little bit, and hopefully, we're going to get a bit more during next week. Yeah, so, yeah. It's yes. It's, I mean, I think we only had half the average in June. Yes. Not good. No. True, true, true. Yeah. Ah, oh, dearie me. Um, I must get to a couple of community announcements, of course. Um, first up, because it is the first Sunday in the month, that means that Villa Alba have got uh, their scheduled open day. Now, um, I was mentioning last month that uh, they've had a filming taking place at Villa, at Villa Alba um, for a six-part miniseries, which is based on the Anna Karenina story. And uh, so a lot of the visitors last month went to familiarise themselves with the property. Now, the second filming session has now been completed. So um, uh, the people at Villa Alba are really interested to see how it's going to be portrayed in the film, which is called The Beautiful Lie. 
Um, and the lead actor, Anna, is played by Sarah Snook, who's just been starring as Sal in The Secret River. But anyway, put that aside. If you're interested in going along to have a look at the the historic house and the heritage garden to see where all this uh, filming is being taken place, it's open this afternoon from 1 o'clock through to 4 o'clock. The address is 44 Walmer Street. They're in queue. Melway's reference, 44H6. Now, admission is $10. There's an $8 concession. Children are free and afternoon tea is available for a $3 donation. Now, also, uh, Kevin Walsh got back to me. Uh, You remember we spoke to Kevin last Sunday about the rose pruning demonstrations that are taking place in uh, several of the memorial parks around Melbourne Now, he uh, let me know that the one scheduled for today at Lilydale Memorial Park um, is completely full, so that one's out, but there still are some places left for next Sunday, the 12th of July. Uh, Now, one is being held at Altona Memorial Park, 10 a.m. till 11.30, and uh, the other one is being held at Faulkner Memorial Park, also 10 a.m., till 11.30 a.m. Now, uh, as well as seeing um, rose pruning demonstrations, uh, up close and personal uh, demonstrations by the staff from the Greater Metropolitan Cemeteries Trust horticultural team, uh, there's also, um, it's, it's a totally free event. Uh, there will be light refreshments served as well and everyone will receive a complimentary gift bag. Uh, You do, of course, need to book, though, because there are limited places for these rose pruning days next Sunday. Uh, Now, to book, the number is 9355-3106. That's 9355-3106. Or you can email events at gmct.com.au. I'll repeat that, events at gmct.com.au. Dot com.au for those two rose pruning demonstrations next Sunday on the 12th of July. Now a couple that are a bit further ahead and these are both from our good friends at uh, Burnley Gardens. Um, firstly they're going to be running a six-week course of botanical art workshops. Now they held this last year and it was extremely popular so they're running the workshop again this year. It's with Marley Moore and um, It's taking place starting on Wednesday the 22nd of July, running through until the 26th of August. So it's an eight-week workshop. Uh, The times are, let me see, 10 a.m., running through till 1 o'clock with the instructor, and then you have optional free time until 3 p.m. Now, the cost for the six-week course is members $300 plus materials, non-members $390 plus materials, It all takes place at Burnley Campus, University of Melbourne there down at 500 Yarra Boulevard in Richmond. And uh, you do, of course, need to book. Bookings are essential. Uh, To book, you can phone uh, Janine and her number is 0412-087-068. That's 0412-0, I think it's nice, sorry, 097-068. Or you can email friends.burnley at gmail.com, which is nice and easy, friends.burnley at gmail.com. And uh, they can give you all the, all the details of what you need to do. 
And the other, the other event that uh, the Friends of Burnley Gardens are running is that they're having another plant sale coming up. Now, this will take place on Sunday, July the 26th, 10 a.m. through to 4 p.m. Again, of course, it's down at Burnley Gardens. They're going to have a range of native, exotic and produce plants. The location will be the Citriodora Lawn at Burnley Campus behind the Student Union Building. Payments are by cash only. So uh, no, no uh, FPOS or credit card facilities. Payments by cash only. And parking, of course, is on Yarra Boulevard there. All right. Well, I think it's high time we invited our listeners to join us. If you'd like to give us a call, ask a gardening question this morning, we'd love to hear from you. We've got Graham Morrison in here, who's, of course, our uh, wonderful fruit uh, and edible uh, plant expert. We've also got Craig Wilson from Gentiana Nursery. And, uh, of course, AB, who I'm sure can handle any uh, Australian native queries. So do give us a call, uh, 94190155, to speak to the team on air. Or this, this morning we have Anne on the outside line. If you'd like to have a chat to Anne, 94198377. Now, just to uh, give everyone an update on uh, the Radiothon, as uh, most of you know, we had to hold our annual Radiothon uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, we have to say a huge thank you to everyone who's supported us. And in fact, at the moment, um, our tally uh, for the Radiothon has brought in $11,500, which is a wonderful effort. But uh, we are listed as having uh, to reach at least a total of 13000 we do have a lot of product uh, left over and, uh, of course, anyone who'd like to, um, like to phone during the week and pick up some of that product, we would love to be able to clear our, uh, our outside courtyard because we've got uh, bags of all sorts of uh, potting mix and, and other Composts, products. lots of compost lots and of soil compost. improvers. Absolutely, all sorts of product out there which we do have to clear. And as well as that, we've also got... A lot of uh, books, uh, which of course make wonderful gifts. I mean, you can purchase books now and uh, save them up for, as Chrissy presents, or give if you, you time to read them first. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they're second hand. <laughs> but of course, they also, if you're in a gardening club, they make fantastic prizes uh, for all your your members. And um, the other thing that we still have quite a lot of uh, is some of our special. Um, uh, little um, packs that uh, the staff here made up. So that's a great way of getting a lot of product that's themed. So, for instance, we have an organic morning gardener pack, we have a series pack, we have a pruner pack, uh, a rose pack, and these contain all sorts of product that relate to the theme of the pack, and they're all very, very reasonably priced. You can get a pack from anything from $30 up to about $100 with um, lots and lots of wonderful goodies in there. So uh, if you uh, do feel that you could help support the gardening show and help us get rid of some of this product, which we really must, um, must clear from the station, do give us uh, uh, a call during the week. Talk to one of the staff members. Um, they'll tell you what books are still available or if there's any vouchers left. Uh, I don't know if we still have some gardening consultation vouchers, but the staff can soon tell you that. So ring them on 94198377 
during the week, anytime between nine and five, and they'd love to give you a hand. Are the books um, available to view online? I know uh, they will be. They yeah. will be. They're going to put them up online. Yes, yeah. I think that's happening in it's the an next easy week. Easy way to browse through and see in the next see week or got. so. Mm. Yes, which means you just go to the Three CR website and you click on the uh, the bookstore, and um, that will bring up all the product. But I don't think they've quite got round to that yet. So yeah. in the meantime, if you're going to be coming into near the station, um, pop in Twenty One Smith Street, uh, just up from Victoria Parade here in uh, Collingwood. Uh, and the staff, I'm sure, would love to see you and give you a hand out to the car even with some of your yeah, product. Yeah, and there's plenty of uh, liquid fertilisers and um, whatnot as well. So Absolutely. There's, there's loads of, of things like um, seaweed, sea salt. Yep. Um, yep. Yes. Yep. Basically a, a, um, a garden shop in the courtyard. And Absolutely. <laughs> and, and a lot of organic product too from our good friends at OCP. So we've got things like eco seaweed, eco oil, eco fungicide spray, so there's plenty of product for everybody. So uh, do uh, support us. Help us to reach our, reach our target of at least 13,000 um, by supporting the gardening show and 3CR yeah. and giving yourself a present for your own garden or for, for friends and neighbours with a book. I'm going to grab a, um, a few bags of that soil enhancer, the food soil oh, enhancer. That's so, an excellent product. Veggie beds are all... Sitting there looking very sad and sorry for themselves, and um, yeah, they ne- they need a bit of revitalisation. So, seeing as though nothing's happening there, it's it's time to do it now. Winter's the perfect time to do it, isn't it? Get Absolutely. It, get it all prepared, ready for springtime planting. Yeah, and uh, uh, so much of the goodness has really drained out of it. I think we haven't done much to it for a couple of years, and um, got a huge pile of uh, clay soil that's um, been dug. We created a spoon drain in one section of the garden. And um, this enormous pile of soil, which is just waiting to be sieved and used in the garden, mixed through the sand. And then I'll put a few bags of the food in and a bit of our compost and ready for spring. Excellent. Yeah. Good idea. It's it's been quite sad, actually. You haven't put any winter veggies in. Got some kale, which is sort of lingering, and your chia, which you gave me, Graham, those two little chia plants. Yeah, they got it growing, didn't you? Yeah, got them up. Good good, good work. Yeah, they're just over a metre tall and gorgeous (laughs) um, purpley blue flowers, um, but um, not much happening. What about in, in your garden? I just talk, oh. you're talk, talking about your ch- chia I, b- I brought in a bit, like, like you say, that it's a salvia, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Which, which salvia is it? Yeah, now that's, uh, wait a minute, Craig, you, you with your botany. Bo- oh, bo- is it you, Hispanica? You botan- yeah, that's right. Yeah, Hispanica. Hispanica, that, that, that's it. Uh, salvia hispanica. Yeah, you're it's supposed to be rich in omega acids and fat, fatty acids and pro, 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 proteins. Omega three fatty acids, proteins. Yeah, it's a great the, plant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah sure, sure it is. It looks quite attractive when it come, comes up with the blue, blue, blue flowers. You yeah, know, and, and I, I take the pods and uh, put them in a, a, a cup, put boiling water over them, sort of thing, and, and drink it as a, t- a tea like that. But uh, the story went. Craig, that uh, the a- 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 Aztecs, uh, they would have a hand, they would eat a handful of these uh, chia seeds, and they would be able to run and work all all day on that. Okay. Oh, that's sort of does it work? I think we might be used to a little more nourishment than that. <laughs> but I mean, speaking of superfoods, it really is one of the ones which is a superfood, isn't it? Yeah, t- true. Yes, I, 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 I'd say that that, that, that was so. Uh, it, uh, I think it's becoming so uh, popular worldwide now. Uh, up on the Ord River, I've got an article 
from the age not long ago where they see the Chichia farm there sort of thing that, that uh, uh, many hundreds of acres put down to Chichia to, to and uh, this guy is selling the pods and extracting the seeds and got quite a few you know uh, markets throughout the world as well as in Australia I think Baker delights at putting the chia seeds into their into their bread and so it's really it's one of the things that are really really on the move commercially as well as well now yeah, that would be that would be a sight with them all out in flower wouldn't yeah, it sure, sure yes, yes, it comes yes. from the more arid parts of Mexico yeah, I see yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know it's a it's a, a Mexican one I remember uh, a few years ago reading a um, an interview with a Western Australian farmer and he yes, was trying yeah. to find a crop that was more suitable for his, you know, drier climate, yes, and uh, he chose mm-hmm. Chia, and yes, um, yes. I think he's one of the yeah. very successful Chia companies now, and Go they've on, okay. got, you know, the yes. little Chia pods that you have in the, yeah. um, in the refrigerated section in the supermarket, yes. you know, as yeah. a snack, instead what? of a small Go tub on, of yogurt or a small yeah. tub of peaches, you can buy yes. Chia mixed with okay. coconut yeah, milk sure. and yeah, very, sure. you know, mm. um, low mm. sugar and, mm. and high sort of energy and nutrient oh, snack. Yeah. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's a, yeah, uh, it's a new world out there, and certainly I think they were saying uh, US. Uh, they're more once upon a time they're reluctant to, to pay the money for something, but now their health is a bit more important than money. You know, and they'll sort of you know push out and just a little bit more, not much. Being a salver, it wouldn't be a big challenge to propagate. No, that's true. So, Graham, have you harvested the seeds yet? My my flower heads went a bit soft, I think, before. You can actually see the little black seeds there. They're there. AB on the side of the oh. pod, pod there. So yep. if I gave that a shake. I'm sure that they would extract. I, I, I just you know, have the pod pods themselves. Yeah, I've seen them. Yours are much drier than my seed heads. Yeah, sure. And... Yes, I think the ones I gave you, which was a little bit late in the season, you've got to get them going a bit earlier. Yeah, the second but, the cold uh, came but, in, they went, no, yeah, no we're that, done. That, that's true, yeah. sure. sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sensitive to frost. Yeah. Graeme, you've got another amazing plant there that's obviously come out of your garden. (laughs) That's right. A a bit of a brag brag here. Uh, Pam, Pam. Yeah, just uh, the, the, the common radish. And I've heard that you know the, some of some of the radishes that Craig Craig would certainly know, know about get up to about foot, football size, and I thought, gee, that sounds a bit exaggerated. I've never seen that. And you know, I usually pick them and the, you know before they get up to a golf golf ball size for for, 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 for sure. And uh, so I, I thought you know, one got away from me, and I thought, oh, I'll just leave it there. So it's been there probably for a good six eight uh, eight months. And uh, just to d- describe to the l- listeners there, I suppose it's that's uh, about 20, 20 centimetres long, long sort of thing. Uh, and it's it's quite wide and vol- voluminous. It's rather spectacular. Not long long ago, there was one about half the size, and I cut. I thought it'd be pretty rank, but still it's the same taste as your your, your, your normal. It hadn't uh, gone ra- woody. No, right? it was a bit sort of open and stuff, but still, it wasn't tough. You know, yes. the, 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 the flesh was still. Uh, I think is it in about uh, getting back to Japan? Daikon is it? Yes, the, daikon, that, daikon, that, that's a big yeah. one. Yeah. That's all shredded, and you have 
a lot, a lot of that's put 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 into meals over there. I, I like the, not everybody's cup of tea, but I like the flavour of a radish. You know, it's just you know, very fresh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, daikon yeah. actually grows really well in Melbourne. Oh, it's, really? a, it's a good yeah, crop. I, I, I have to get, get, yeah, get have a go, of that. have yeah, a go really? at it because okay. I've yeah, sure. yes, I've had great success yeah, with yeah, growing yeah, it. Very good, very good. It's one of the white ones, isn't it? Yes, white and long. Yeah, actually, there's a guy at Hillswell Market. I frequent there you know yes, every so yeah, often and yeah, um, there's yeah. one particular gent and he mm. grows so many varieties of radishes it's mm. quite astonishing yeah, actually really, really. yeah I didn't, yeah, didn't sure. realise there were yeah, so many yeah, but sure. yeah the yeah, daikon yeah, one yeah, is yeah, one that yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. particularly large ones for sale as well he did yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so they get a bit spicier when they get to that size yeah I don't think I didn't notice too too much just that that nice spicy flavour that I like I should have bought a knife we could Choose a bit off and yeah. have a snack around there. Well, of course you could you could always add it into soups as well, Graham. Yeah, true, true. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm well, I never not really a, think of that. Though. Yeah, I always think of radishes going into salads, but no, no. Well, you see, it. traditionally daikon will go into into your clear Japanese broths right. and things, and yep. and you can use any radish in the same way, mm. stir fries or, or soups or yep. yes. Oh, fantastic. Mm. New way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought of cooking them. Really? No. no. Oh, they cook. They cook beautifully. Yeah, there, there you go. Mm. Yeah, so they good. hold their texture, do they? Yes. But, yeah. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. We'll have to give it a go. Right. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I got, I, I, you know, they they advertise and sell these strips of seed, like I'm hold, holding up here, just a, a, a little strip with the seeds impregnated in the in the piece of paper, and. Uh, I thought that's a bit of a gimmick sort of thing, but I'll, I'll buy one, give it, give it a go. But that, that sort of works well for me. I, I, I rip off about eighteen inches of uh, uh, paper with the seeds impregnated, I dro- dro- drop it in my ve- vegetable garden. I do that about on a monthly basis, sort of thing. Yes. And so I have so a, you've a, a your co- 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 continuity of, yes. of, 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 of radishes coming in all, all the time. But it sort of saves filling. I suppose it's a. You know, it's a bit of a gimmick, isn't it? But it, it, it just does work for me I, because it's convenient. I just lay, lay that down, cover it with the soil, and up they come. And it work, well, work, Graham, work. it's 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 actually yeah. a fantastic idea for your very tiny seeds. So carrot yeah, seeds, yeah, for instance, that, sure, where sure, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, even if yeah, you mix yeah, them yeah. in with sand, it's really yeah, hard to get them spaced fairly yeah, evenly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but, sure, but when they exactly. put them into into mm, these tapes, mm, yeah, yeah, sure. um, they're wonderful. Yeah, sure. Yes. Be a lot less wastage, wouldn't they? A lot less. You don't have to go along and thin them out yeah. all the time yeah, yeah sure, so sure. it works really yeah, well yeah. so I, I highly recommend tape um, <laughs> and, and there's less bending over and trying to you know you just lay it along it's really yes, easy yeah, and convenient sure, sure, yeah. so I think it's a great idea yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah excellent so you're one of these really organised people who has these progression planting are you? Oh, not very well organised, <laughs> <laughs> Ask my wife that one, I think. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream. But I always get so excited when I'm sowing seeds yeah, that you just so, you so. end up doing an entire yeah. tray and then all of a sudden you've got, you know, 40 broccoli plants. And I feel so sorry for them because, you know, they've gone to the trouble of growing, so I don't want to throw them away. You end up planting them all. Where instead, I should have just sown six. Hope that they all germinated <laughs> yeah. and then in another month so another six. I think the lack of restraints is a sign of a gardener. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> well, well put, Craig. I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I'm not sure I get into the veggie a... garden and, and go overboard and then I end up with a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> is that because we're pessimists or optimists? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't like waste, you know. I had about 20 little passion fruit seedlings came up and I've potted them all up, you know. What am I going to do with 20 passion fruit? 
Uh, oh, plants you on give them too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got some takers, haven't we? <laughs> yes. So, do you find the passion fruit um, seedlings that you grow from seed? Yes. Do they last longer than the grafted varieties? Yeah, I reckon maybe may the the long levity of it is about the same of the the. I'm trying to think the A, 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 A B there. Certainly, I would prefer uh, uh, the CC seedling ones to the grafted ones because of the confounded suckers that come up on your grafted yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nellie Kelly has got a, a great name, and they've been selling them for, for so many years. But where I've planted those, you know, they'll they'll rhizomes they shoot up in the next door neighbour's place if I've got them in a fence and confound a nuisance and and, you know the actual uh, uh, quality of the fruit from the seeding one as as opposed to the the grafted ones I I can't see any difference Uh, and even from you know, coming into bearing, you know, grafted plant often will c- c- come into bearing quick, quicker than a seedling one. But mm. the seedling ones, they they produce pretty quickly. You know, you get a little seedling going, and you know, with, within within two years, you're getting a, a, a good crop of passion fruit. Mm. Well, uh, you, you don't you don't have the threat of the uh, the under the graft taking over, Graham. No, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. You don't. No, no. no that, which that, which that's, can be a real curse oh, with oh, passion fruits. It's, it's, certainly, Pam. Yeah. No. I think it's a, it's a horror. There's been people, you know, ring up on your your program here saying that they've got this passion fruit that's you know going everywhere. It's got a little bit skinnier in the leaf and has, yes. has a flower, mm. but it's a little dummy fruit. And yes. that, that's the wretched sucker that come, come, comes up and grows wild and overtakes the one if they're not aware that 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 that, that can happen. That it soon dominates and overtakes the the, the, the top part of the graft. And, uh, to stay with your seedlings if you're planting pa- 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 passion fruit. They'd like, be fairly yeah. easy from seed too, wouldn't they? Sure they are. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 so sure. can you mm-hmm. just take the seed from mm-hmm. any normal mm-hmm. passion fruit and dry it out and then plant it? Yes, uh, I, I would say that. You know, just you know, w- 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 wash it and dr- dr- yeah. dry it and then Remove and the then, 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 then then plant it. Yeah. If uh, there's a, probably a story I shouldn't shouldn't tell, but uh, if the passion fruit does go through a human, the the excrement is a good source of seed seedlings. <laughs> I'm sure we could find. There's plenty more nutrients in the in the um, courtyard here. I think okay. much, much more practical. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but no, I, I like that idea of. Um, yeah, I didn't realise you could yeah. actually just use seeds from any old passion yeah, sure. fruit and put yeah, them in. Yeah, but yeah, you certainly can. I mean, in the yeah. in the olden days, I seem to recall that passion fruit plants yeah. just went on forever and ever. I'm not sure if it's yeah. because I wasn't aware of the fact that they were dying, but these these days it seems to be every three years yeah, or so you yeah, need yeah, to yeah, replant. Sure. Yeah, ultimately, in my experience, you know, if you get seven Passionate leaf hoppers uh, are reported to they 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 they, they spread, spread the d- d- diseases around all the virus around. Mm. But, um, I guess that's a, the mm. tricky thing with um, fruit trees and plants. 
you go to so much trouble to cultivate them and nurture them and finally they start producing and then if they become diseased, mm. at what mm. point do you go just bite the bullet and say, no, yeah, you're coming sure. out and, yeah. you know. Sure, yes, 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 yes. With a passion fruit, it's not a bad idea to have another one coming on while you've, you mm. know, you've, you've got the other one in, in, in production. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Craig, what's happening up in your garden with this wintry weather? <laughs> Oh, it's pruning hydrangea season. I think we talked ah, about yes, that last time did. I was here. You've so got so many. Two thirds of the way through, I think. <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're giving them a good prune this yes. year, so that next year it's going to be a bit of an easier task. Okay. Yeah. And is that just the flower heads? No, I'm going through and taking out all the old canes. Yeah. The old wood. Right. Yeah. Okay. And if, if you, if you, when you take out the old wood, if you, generally at the base you'll see a nice big fat healthy bud, mm-hmm. and you cut back to that. And then that'll throw out a new cane for next year. Right. Yeah, it's the new canes that flower the best. Yep, yep. And anything else that you do with them, do you add fertiliser at that point or just let them be? I don't feed them. I generally, most of the prunings, depending where I'm working, but where I'm working at the moment, it's, it's a bit of a wild garden, so I just chop them up underneath them. Okay. Oh, that's the mulch. Leave them as mulch. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Less yeah. to remove. And the spent flower heads, of course, they're great mulch. Oh, of course they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. But do you still, for, for the, the canes that, that haven't flowered during the year, do you still religiously not prune those? Yes. Yes. That's, that's where you get the, that's best, where you the get... best and the biggest flowers yes. is on last year's canes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Is it true you cut back to a fairly... Double bud, a big uh, fat, uh, fat bud. A fat, fat, fat yeah, bud. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. sure. You yeah. Go. yeah. Um, and I just generally take off anything that's fallen over, that's touching the ground. Yeah, true, mm. true, true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah. I've, I've just done mine, so luckily I've only got two to do. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a major operation then. Of course, we've got to pile it all up and yes. not mulch it all when we've yeah. finished. And, yeah. yeah. But it's quite a – I mean, for people who are scared of pruning, hydrangeas is such an easy – because they're telling you where to cut. That's right. You know, so yeah. it's actually quite an enjoyable job. I don't mind doing it at all. Mind you, yeah. I don't have to do the ones no. you have to do. No, look, I don't mind. Yes. It, you just sort of like auto. Maiden work. It's it's very satisfying because <laughs> yeah. you've gone from this very leggy, you know, yeah. um, bush, and and it looks really neat and tidy already for the next year and for bursting into into flower again. So, yeah. Craig, what? it sounds like you should have. Um, Pruning demonstrations. <laughs> get half a dozen people yeah. up there. Once, once every do. few years, I get yeah. stuck into them with the um, the hedging shears. Oh, oh okay. And yeah. Just take them right back. You know, just what mm. 40, 50 centimeters from the ground. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Of course, you don't get flowers by doing that. No. But it just rejuvenates the whole plant. Yes. Yeah. So, so in in some of the gardens you work in, you'd have to warn the owners that they're not going to have flowers for the next season. Yeah. Well, they really, they're all gardeners. So. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Then. They know what's going on. Good. Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, that's been a fun activity. And then, of course, it's bulb season, really. So everything's everything's bursting through the ground. Yes. And of course, the other thing, the love of my life is the wattles are out. Yeah. The early wattles are in full swing. That's right. I mean, to have such a cold, wintry day and to see this glorious, bright, golden tree in front yeah. of you. I just love the wattles. It's amazing yeah. how they lighten up the other, you know, the area around it, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. And in the bush, if you know, driving through our area at the moment, it's so yeah, it's easy true, true. to see, yeah. you know, some one of the wattles that's in flower. Mm. Yeah. 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 They're, they're beautiful in the mountain ash forests too. You know, oh, the combination yes. of oh, the mountain ash yeah. tree ferns and wattles is something to behold. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
my, my old dad used to say when the Kuramundra wattles come out, he says, that, 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 it, it, it springs just around the corner, he'd say, yeah. sort of thing. It's an optimist. It's, 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 yeah, right, just, <laughs> fair, fair few corners still to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I must remind listeners, if you'd like to join us this morning, do give us a call. Um, we've got Graham Morrison, who can talk all things fruit trees in particular. We've got Craig Wilson from Gentiana Nursery, who can talk all sorts of amazing uh, plants, particularly exotics and bulbs. And, uh, of course, we've got A.B. Bishop. So do give us a call. The number is 94190155 to speak to the team on air. Or if you'd like to have a chat to Anne on the outside line, 94198377. Craig, you've brought in a wonderful array of plants again this yes, time. Yes, I was, I was thinking about shade. You know, one of the biggest requests that I get in the nursery is people saying they want something bright and colourful for the shade. Which doesn't really happen. Yes. <laughs> colour, mm. colour generally is associated with, with sun. sunshine. Mm. That's, that's right. right. Mm. But, but, you know, there's so many fantastic plants that you can grow in the shade. Now, we're um, talking dry shade or moist shade or any shade? Well, look, I think in Australia, by nature, shade is dry. But there wouldn't be too many too many spots where they have moist shade. No. In, uh, and, you know, unless you're lucky to live up against a stream and sassafras. Well, if you're in Europe, you might find it, but yes, not in Australia. That's right. It much. generally means tree roots. And, yes. Yeah. So you know, most of my shade, well, look, for a linder, it's dry. I mean, that's going to vary from suburb to suburb, I guess. True. Yeah, this, um, this Acuba. I think the cubas are much maligned plants. So I grow quite a lot of them. Okay. Um, the, the listeners would know the common one, the cuba japonica, with the big um, golden green splashed foliage. Yes. But they're classic dry shade plants. This one's called Rosalie, and it, it's plain dark green foliage uh, and self-pollinating, so you don't need a male and a female oh, that's good. Yeah. to get the fruit. The fruit's just, just ripening up now. Coming into uh, into a bright red colouring, almost like looks like lily pilly fruit, doesn't it? Mm. it does yes, it does. that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Can you do anything with that fruit? Is it edible? Mm. No, <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, so it's decorative. It's decorative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and do the birds take it? Is there no? Is there I've a chance never of had an issue of it self seeding. Okay. I've never had seedlings coming up. I think probably with the plain green form of japonicum. You could get a few seedlings coming have, up, yes. but I've never seen them in the forest. Okay. Not not like holly. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people grow the, the more common one as an indoor plant. Is that one that you could probably I would imagine so, indoors? yeah. I've never, yeah. yeah. It would be nice to have those little berries yeah. inside, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, it's much smaller than the standard variegated japonicum. This mm-hmm. one's been in the garden for about 15 years, I suppose. And uh, it would be 1.5 metres. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the berries are very attractive, aren't they? It's very decorative, and it gives you that sort of Northern Hemisphere Christmas feel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AB, I think we've got a caller there online. Yes, we've got a Marilyn and Sunshine. Good morning, Marilyn. Can you I there, put... Marilyn? Yes. Oh, good morning. Uh, could I put rhubarb leaves in my compost bin? I think, yes, I would. I, I, I would say so. Okay, uh, no worries. I had a, a, a cousin who uh, had a few go- go- goats, and the goats got into his rhubarb uh, in, enclosure, and that, that was the end of the goats. They, uh, you know, they, you, they, 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 they're, they're poisonous. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the uh, I couldn't couldn't imagine there would be any any worries that uh, rotted in your compost compost bin before. Yes, I'm, I mean that's yeah, it. As long yeah, as they're, sure. they're 
well composted, I can't see a problem. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, yeah. thank you. Now, my other question is, I've bought seeds and they're kale, but it's grown like a cabbage and they tell me it's just a flower, you don't eat it. Mm, I'm not too sure. I've got kale growing at home. Yeah, I've got my other kale, which yeah. is got the long leaves. Yeah, the long leaves, that's the one I've got. come up like a flower and some are white and some have got a bit of purple in them as well. They look like a cabbage. So, the outside leaf is like a cabbage leaf, but then it's got this. Sounds a bit like a cauliflower sort of thing with the flowery bit. Is it sort of no, a bit no, like that? No, no, they're all leaf. Leaf, okay. You don't yeah. know what sort of kale it is, Marilyn? Is no. That really like? Oh, very, very interesting. And then when I was in a um, up street, I saw the lady in the florist had them, and she said, "Oh no, they're just a flower. You can't eat it." Oh, I, I think I know the ones you are you were talking about. Yeah, and um, I thought they were a cabbage actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, I have seen them in florists as well. Really long yeah, stalks yeah. with just this really sort of no, decorative not, not, small... Not Chinese cabbage is another one, isn't it? The thing that comes yeah, up with a fairly know. wide leaf that is r- r- ruffled, if you like, sort of thing. And, uh, gee, you, you, you might have me have me there, Marilyn. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Though. But I think the kale that I grow is a good value. I sort yeah, of just, mine is too, uh, by kept, another kept, one. And uh, I just thought, oh, there's a couple yeah. of sorts. And I just yeah, thought this yeah. is a different Type. Yeah. Harvested when it was fairly young, and then progressively it's grown, grown up. I suppose it's you know yeah. in the old term, it's almost two two feet tall now, and just yeah, I, I thought it would would, would, would go to flower, but it hasn't gone to flower. It's just that the leaves just keep keep continue to come down, keep keep, keep harvesting. Yeah, 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 it's lost me. Oh, so Marilyn, was it sold in the um, edible plant section at the nursery? Yes. I just wonder if it's been sold in the wrong spot yeah. and it really is one of the ornamental varieties. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Can you eat them? Mm, well, the know. ornamental ones, no, not really. I haven't, um, haven't tried, although I wouldn't see why not yeah, that's, really. That's what yeah, that's yeah. 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 Sure, sure. The, the purple and pink, pink sort yes, of that's that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but I do believe yeah. you can eat them. Yeah, it's I, just I, that people grow that them as an ornamental yeah, yeah. Sure. plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, is the flower head in the centre of the plant? So do you have leaves still around the outside of it, Marilyn? Yeah, it's all it's all leaves. Yeah, but sort of on the on the outside of it, they're like a cabbage leaf, and so then the, it's got these other really finer leaves mm, inside. Just a green colour. It no, the outside ones are green. The mm. others are um, a white. And some are white with purple in the middle, and one's just purple. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like those, that or, ornamental, or, 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 or ornamental yeah. kale. Yes. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they've, you know, they shouldn't have probably put it in there. But no. I, I you know, like Pam. I would thought that it wouldn't certainly be poisonous. We don't really. No, it's not going put, to be poisonous. You know, I mean, you know, just what the flavour of the beast is. It's really an ornamental kale rather than an edible kale they're selling yeah. there. But even even if you wanted to um, to harvest the outer green leaves, I couldn't see why you couldn't no, use those. Sure. Okay, then. You'll have to report back to us, Marilyn, if you give it a go okay. or not. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably mainly that the, that the flavour isn't as good as yeah. some of your more, um, you know, yeah, conventional yeah, yeah. kales. True, 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 true. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, thanks very much. Okay, okay then. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye. The ornamental cave kale, if it's planted in a, a mass planting, it looks quite attractive. I've seen some of the yeah. councils put it in, so I think it would be rather pretty. We go to Emily in Brunswick. Good morning, Emily. You there, Emily? Yes, hello. Can Hi. you hear me? Yes. Yes, Emily. Yes. Um, 
Um, I know you've gone a bit off track, but I heard you talking about daikon, one of my favourite um, vegetables at the moment. Sure. And um, I was actually stocking my daikon at, at the series market. Um, as you were st- talking about it, I just thought I wanted to let the listeners know about um, that we're, we've got it available to everyone. Um, so come on down today or any day of the week. And grab your daikon for your miso soup. Hey, very, very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how big are the, 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 the pieces? Of the thing? Oh, they're probably 30 centimetres. Golly, um, oh, yes, okay. Yeah, they're, they're huge and they're, yeah. they're grown in Colac um, by oh. Joe Scrow from Foothill Organics. Mm. And he's super passionate about them as well. It's just, just getting it across to the public. Yes, you know? that's right. It's, 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 it's a good piece of tucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Um, we get Japanese students come through particularly for it, so sure, okay. and they're the ones that sort of have um, sort of told me I should keep buying them. So mm, actually, good. that's one of the things that I love about going to farmers markets is you always get recipes and and yeah, information from other people, don't you, Emily? Yes, that's exactly right. I learn something new every day from the growers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and you can. All, it's also a great chance to see what is growing locally, so what you can grow in your own garden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's okay. been a pleasure listening to you this morning. Okay, okay thanks, Emily. Okay, bye bye. Uh, Robert in Port Arlington. Good morning, Robert. Yes, good morning, folks. Uh, look, I just want to talk about fig trees. I've got one in the backyard here, which has done reasonably well, hasn't grown too tall. And I was just wondering from growing whether they successfully grow all over Melbourne backyards. And uh, the question I had for Graham was, uh, would they be a suitable crop for uh, people contemplating retirement? They still want to have a small hobby farm to occupy themselves. Okay, okay, thank uh, you. I'm pretty sure, Graham, there's no commercial fig farms in Australia. Oh, there is. I think in in South Australia, there's a bit going there. Yeah. They're horrendously expensive. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true, true, true. Yeah. Well, the but thing you, is, they've, they've yeah. got such a short yeah. shelf life. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's your problem. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you yeah, can't exactly, yeah, sell yeah, them yeah. if there's any, yeah. any mileage yeah, yeah, yeah. involved in yeah. getting them to your market. Oh, well, I'm thinking in terms of people who want to. You know, for instance, retire down to the Ballerine Peninsula down this way where they're uh, contemplating just buying a few acres of land rather than just having a a smaller house in suburbia sort of thing where they retire. I I don't think figs are the best crop, seriously, because, as I say, there's such a short shelf life. You also have a massive problem um, with fruit bats with fig trees. They they attract them from miles away. Oh, I see. It's the old story. It's the same with the grapes being attacked by birds. The the, the beauty of figs is that they fruit on new wood. Yes. So you can keep them really pruned hard. That's right. And still get a good crop off them. I would have thought there'd be an interest in you pick. Yes, you pick would be fine. Or, yeah. of course, your other way to go is is fig jams. You can that's serve, right. and, yeah, true, and true, then true, you true. don't have a problem. You've yeah, got a, a, a good right, sure. lifelong yeah, outlet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if yeah. you tee up with a, quite a few local restaurants, you know, yep. a lot of them are looking for that local, you know, input. Yes, yeah. but yeah. You, you'd need an immediate market yeah. for Absolutely. the fresh fruit. Yeah, they're very seasonal, aren't they? Yeah. Very mm-hmm. seasonal. And you can't yeah. transport them green. You know, they don't sweeten yeah. no. once you yeah. pick yeah. them. That's right. Could be a trick. Is that something that you were thinking of doing, Robert? 
No, look, I've already been retired down here about 12 years, and it's just that we've got one in the backyard, and it always fruits up beautifully. You know, we get yeah, a couple yeah, sure. of crops off it, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, very minimal pruning we give it. Yeah. Uh, they don't need sprays. Uh, they seem to survive on natural rainfall almost, and, uh, yeah. you know, basically I just thought of for a small-scale operator, someone who wants to retire, it could be something to look into. Yeah. Do you get fruit bats down there? No, no, no never been attacked by bats. Uh, no. uh, Birds will try and come in, but if you pick them, uh, you'd have to have a crop which could be picked uh, twice a day, I would just imagine. Yeah, and uh, true, 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 you, true, you true. get them at daybreak in the morning and you pick them late in the afternoon, yeah. you pick the birds. Yeah. Robert, uh, my, my grandfather, uh, he, he grew, had a commercial uh, fig orchard in, in Doncaster, for goodness sake. Oh, it's a small and, world and, then, Yeah, so you, you, you <laughs> probably asked, asked the right person. But, but uh, he always said that depending on the summer, you know, if you got a cold summer, it, it wouldn't be viable. He, he, he wouldn't get suffi- sufficient figs on, on a, you know, a, a better yeah. summer. I guess Mornington Peninsula, you're probably a little bit more moderated down there. Yeah, and, yeah. and with a, maybe our climate changes, all, all these things coming in, you're probably more successful. But I have uh, – I've – Got probably three three fig trees in my in my own garden garden at home. They're doing and, well. <laughs> yeah, too too right. The, at the moment, I'm in in the throes of I've got a cherry tree, a, a mulberry tree, and a, and a fig planted. You know, about six feet apart, and I'm, pl- I'm building a big cage around the whole lot, sort of thing. And then, <laughs> Graham, and, 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 it sounds like you'll be eating jam for a long time. Yeah, well, I, I, I you know, and the thing is, like Pam said, it to go and buy them out of the supermarket. They're usually you know they're past their use by date sort of thing you you, you get in there and you 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 pull pull a fig off the tree that's that's mature it's it's a magnificent piece of fruit to eat the very next morning yeah exactly so they'd have to be be, 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 be aware of that you'd have to have the option of still um, you know doing some jam uh, for your yeah, fruit that, that you couldn't that, that's pick quickly enough at the right stage. That's true. Graham, thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. Good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? You know, picking yeah. figs and you have every intention of taking them inside yeah, and putting them on a pizza, but, you know, yeah. the, half the time you just stand there and eat them. And, <laughs> and they're all gone. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that there's, there are a number of varieties too. I think, again, oh, there are. again over in South Australia, I got a, 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 a I think, in, I didn't bring my, my book in the... Uh, the book by Louis uh, Lewinsky. Lewinsky, thanks, Pam. And uh, I think I had a note in there that, that that there was a guy in South Australia that had about 20, 28 different varieties. Mm. 28, that's a yeah, lot. Sure. Yeah, sure. And yeah. you, know, you think of uh, Black Geno and the, uh, 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 there's, there's, there's uh, well, Brown, the Brown, Brown Genoa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adriatic, and there's, there's, there's brown a few. Turkey, there's, yeah, there's brown, a brown, brown, brown Turkey's a lovely flavoured one, one, that yeah. one. Yes. Yeah, sure, it's not yeah. as big and glamorous as the black Genoa. But and, that, and that's of course, one. some of them are green-skinned and yes. remain green-skinned yes. even yeah, when sure. they're ripe, and yeah, others yeah, are purple, yeah, yeah. or yeah, you'll have a mix with a purple blush. Sure, sure, sure. So are the selected forms grafted, Graham, or they just cut and grown? No, cutting grown, yeah. One of the traps you can fall into, if a seedling comes up, it 
it's I think they, someone said it's ninety five percent that it's it's, it's it's rubbish. Okay. And we had one come up in the back back, back of the nursery and it grew up to a mass, ma- massive tree. Thought this this will be great, just the seedlings come up, but it sort of just a, a dummy thing. It never juiced inside; it was just dry, dry inside. Yeah. A myriad of figs on it, but yeah. it, it wasn't really, really good. And so that's that's one thing. If their seedlings come up, I, I think you can graft them, but they but they grow so readily from cutting. Cut yeah. you know, no yes. point. Sure. Yes. No. 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 Sure. I think uh, the other thing with, uh, with 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 that, there's a few things you know, bare rooted stuff are in in the nurseries at the moment, or, or your deciduous fruit, fruit fruit trees. I keep coming back on fruit trees, Pam. But uh, and uh, there's a few things like almonds, persimmons, and, and and figs. For goodness sake, if you buy them bare rooted, you can have trouble with them. Mm. They, they, they don't seem to come out very very well. So it's mm. not a bad idea to. Maybe wait until you know the the, the nurserymen have them potted potted up, and they're actually they're, they're, they've got they're, they come into leaf before before you buy them. In my, my this when I, I ran a nursery for many, many, many years, and they, you know we would have come back on those bare rooted ones where they bought the persimmons, almonds, and 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 and, and, yes. and, 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 and fig, figs. But, well, uh, I, I think I think look honestly, I, I believe that all um, bare rooted plants are a problem at the at yes. the purchases in because unless yeah. they're very aware that they yeah. mustn't let those roots dry out, it's so easy to not be prepared, not have yeah. the garden ready to yeah. instantly, yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. you know, yeah. Yeah. soak yeah. the roots yeah. and yeah. get them planted yeah. straight away. Yeah. People yeah. Yeah. mean well, but they'll yeah. go and buy one and then they'll get, you know, carried away with doing something else and before you know it, it's been sitting there, you know, for two weeks. It is death. It's instant death. The other thing that happens in, in nursery land itself, sort of thing. Okay, someone pulls out of the sawdust, sort of thing, and, and then another three come out, and they're, they're laying there exposed, yes, sort of thing. That's and, right. and, they, 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 and I think more and more nurseries now are potting them up, and okay, you pay a bit more for the potting mix and the stuff, but it's a safe way to, to buy them than the actual bare root. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a pity because you know they're getting them at a nice cheap price. Everything everybody sure. did, did the right thing. It's a good good sure. way to go. But it, 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 and it in, seemed in, like in, a great idea for mail order, but I, yeah, I think it's yeah, very sure. problematic. Yeah. I I agree yes. with that. Yes. Okay. Oh, hi, Anne. Oh, hello. Yes, thank you for all that information about fig trees. That's what I was ringing about, actually. Okay. I had a fig tree, I don't know what sort, some years ago, uh, which didn't do well, and people told me it was because I hadn't watered it enough. I had a mm. feeling that fig trees grew, were hardy, I think, at yeah. that stage. Anyway, I wanted to put, I mean... What you've been talking about has been very useful. Um, I do want to um, plant a fig tree again, but I was wondering which variety to get. Yeah, well, the, as Pam was saying, the, the brown turkey, it's it's not as big a gla- as glamorous a figure, say, you know, you, you, you bl- bl- black genoa. It's, it's, it's a little bit long, longer and a little bit s- smaller, uh, brown like the, 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 the name in, indicates. But that's a lovely flavour, that one. Oh. And I, I'd go oh, for that. I'd in, in my experience, it's a little bit smaller tree than some of the other figs as well, which, you know, is a bit better for your garden as well. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and, and does need 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know, going back to my grand grand grandfather's time, and you know, that's going back a few years. But I'm I'm in my seventies for goodness sake, so you know, it's it's, it's getting back there a bit. Uh, and he, I remember he used to dig uh, like a pan underneath the, the the trees. He would put horse manure in in, in, in that sort of pan made out of out of soil, if you like, yep. and, and and then water that in. And he grew some magnificent figs. They were good, but they, you know. It's a fig, fig tree, like you say. You know, you could see them. We are old neglected gardeners, and they hang in there for for, for, for for probably you know fifty years. But on the on the other hand, if you want good production and and, and good, good enjoyable fruit, leading up to harvest, you you you, you fertilise and and you give give it plenty of water. So you recommend watering mm. established trees, Graham? Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yep. Leading up to the har- harvest, Craig. Yep. Craig, yep. you know they'll they'll hang in there. Like I say, they're very very very, very t- tough plant. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, to to uh, you know, a lot of things are like that when there's a big load on the tree, with with, with the bearing the, fr- the, the the fruit. So it's uh, essential to keep nut- nutrients and water up to it at that yep. stage. So you get much plumper fruit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ju- ju- juice your fruit. Yes, right. yeah. Okay. Is that okay, okay. Anne? Thank, Anne? You. Thank good. you very much. Good on you. Bye. Very useful, all that information. Okay. <laughs> good. good luck. Good. Bye. Yeah, it's really, um, it's hard to know with the figs, really. I, I think it's with many other fruit and vegetables, depending on where you live, as to which is going to be the best yeah. variety. Is that, is that something that you'd say with figs as well, Graham? Yeah, or, or I, the... I, I, be, I haven't really th- thought that one out to tell you the truth. I don't think there'd be too, too, too much difference uh, in the cultivars for uh, you know a- a- areas. Um, the guy that grows his 28 over in... Uh, South Australia would probably be a better, better, better one to, uh, to, 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 to get well, that information. I, I grew up in East Ivanhoe, Graham, and yeah, um, yeah. there was, um, surrounding us, um, there were quite a few different varieties growing, yes. all growing very successfully. Yeah, so sure. I, I don't okay. think they're so yeah, prone yeah. To, to area no. and to soil types, no, to be honest. They're very, very tough, tough, tough you know, I mean, they are. Thing, yeah. Yeah, most ficus yeah. are, aren't they? Yes, that's That's a point, isn't it? My goodness, yeah. yeah. I, I cringe, remember. I yeah. cringe actually with some of the members of the Ficus family, they can be <laughs> notorious. So we're talking about the bare rooting, Graham. I mean, I grow quite a lot of the um, Ficus rubiconosa as bonsai. Okay, we yes. do the bare rooting in summer, yeah, in the warm it. weather. They don't like being disturbed over oh, the co- over fit, the winter. Fit, 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 okay, yeah. that's yeah. interesting. Interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And is that yeah. because they're a tropical yeah. plant? Because they're tropical. Yeah, yep, that's right. Mm. Cold and dry at this time of the year. Yes. So you put them under the eaves, so they're not getting any water. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think uh, Pam, the uh, was I going to going, going to say. Uh, uh, if you had a choice in your garden, probably you put it in a warmer spot rather than a, the, the, in a cooler spot. You yes. know, there's, there's certainly niches in your garden where it's a bit more sheltered, and you probably get a, 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 a better better result. The other thing is, uh, Craig would have indicated the a fig tree can get a very big tree indeed. So mm. I think if oh, it's got, okay. got, got so you know to, to prune it pretty hard and regularly is a, a, yeah. a, a, a good way to keep it under control. Yeah, I would have yeah, thought so. Yeah, yeah, sure. any, any fruit tree that fruits on yeah, new canes, yeah, I would have thought sure. is a real bonus. Yes, yeah, true, 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 true. but I tell you what, the um, the the shape of the the trunks of a fig tree—they're wonderful for children to gr- yeah, climb. Yeah, 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 they're okay. the perfect climbing <laughs> tree, especially for the prize at the top. Yeah, that's, yes. that's right, <laughs> and not just a fig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Graham, do you spray when you prune the fig trees? No, not, not at all. They, they bleed a bit sort of thing. The latex, like all the focus, you know, thing. Craig, Craig mentioned the vigor, vigor. You think of the strangle fig, you know, that gets oh, up there. The and virins, uh, yeah, the I think it's, it's on one of our stamps at the moment, as one of the, 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 the icon trees, trees in Australia. Uh, and uh, they're very, very, very vigorous, vigorous indeed. The old focus uh, elastica, you know, it's caused a few foundation problems around the place too. <laughs> oh, <though. so> yes. <laughs> Definitely best as an indoor plant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to give that number again because I believe uh, some people are very anxious to get on to, uh, to have a chat to Graham this morning while he's in the studio. So if you'd like to give... Uh, give us a call and have a chat to uh, the team on air. The number is 94190155. That's 94190155. Great, and we'll go to Anne in Heidelberg. Good morning, Anne. Oh, hi. Um, I'm reading about my apricot tree, but just before I speak about that, my fig tree is um, doing amazingly well. Yes. It's um, a green a green fruit rather than yeah. the sort of reddish fruit. Yeah, probably white Adriatic, yeah. 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 Sure. Um, and uh, anyway, I think in about, it's about four years, coming into the fourth season now, but yes. it, the first time fruit appeared on it, there, were qu- there was quite a lot of fruit, but I took mm. them all off. Yes. And I, I, I'm just a beginning garden, but I, mm. I had a sense in my mind that I'd heard somewhere... Don't let the fruit, the first sort mm. of crop of fruit, um, go to to maturity. Sure. If you mm. take it all off, then the, the tree gets stronger. Yeah, that that, that that's a pop. Just a, a a line that's been around for so long, and I don't agree with it at all. And oh. you know, I, I personally, you know, things got plenty plenty of vigor to it, so you might as well enjoy a bit of fruit. You know, okay, it puts a bit of energy in, in, into the fruit, and you don't get as much growth. But you don't want a whacking big tree. You know, you might might as well. You know, I guess you know, in some some plants where there's a tiny little tree and they're loaded. Sort of thing, and it looks as though the branch will break because of the weight of fruit. That's, that's different. You can you can thin it out a bit, but you know, in, in my book, you know, it, it's best. You might as well enjoy enjoy a bit of fruit off it, sort of thing. Oh, but that's okay. probably a bit bit too late, late for you. But for people out there with you know with with, with trees. You know, the, the danger is that they get too, too, too big in their guards and they become unwieldy. You can't manage them. It's hard to get up there to pick the fruit, to, uh, mm. to, 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 to pr- 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 prune the tree, to protect it from possums and b- birds with a, w- w- with a net. So that's why, you know, I might, if I get a chance later on, I'll just advocate again the the, the buying of dwarf fruit trees for your, for, for your garden. I don't know, probably speak about this one too, 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 too much, OB, but it's so important and there's such a plethora of dwarf trees out there that you know we've have never been exposed to uh, in, in 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 years gone by, and you, the people are lucky out there they can plant these small smaller growing trees. But you know you, you might as well enjoy a little bit of fruit. I, I, I say. But anyway, you were going to ask ask about something else there. Yep. Yes. Anyway, and it has been very productive and delicious fruit. So oh, that's good it, to hear. It yeah. Hasn't you, you mean, tree at all. Yeah. But the reason that I rang was about the apricot and. Um, which fruited really well, but last year, which was the second season that it fruited, because sure. they're both quite young plants, yes. um, it had kind of a black spot over it, yeah. and 
so I wonder what that might be. And then there's some silver beet underneath it that's just self-seeded. Sure. And it's got like a brown spot over it, and I thought, oh, I wonder whether mm. there might be some connection between what the apricot had and what's on the silver mm. beet. I think it would be a different fun, 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 fungal thing that would attack the silver beef as opposed to the the top. But in commercially, I think they get about three different fungus things on them that you know put, cause blemish, blemishes on the skin. One is rust, one one is shot hole, uh, and the other one is freckle. The, the, the three co- common ones of they're, they're certainly you know separate fungal uh, species that uh, make, make the skin look bad. In, in commer- co- commercial thing, uh, about it, where are we? Just at, at late petal fall, you, you spray with a product called Mancozeb. Uh, not everybody likes to spray these days, but the, 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 that one at that stage, uh, and, and if you put another Mancozeb on uh, about three, three or four weeks up the, up the track from that, that spray, you, you, you protect them and it's not much of a worry. Some years it's worse than others, and you, know, you get a humid, humid wet, wet, wet years and you get more, more, more infection. But generally, uh, you know, the other things with that, it, it doesn't really affect the, the flavour or the quality of the fruit inside. And if you put up with a little bit of you know, blemish on the skin, I think it's, you know, what, what, what we probably should do. That would be my approach. It was a pretty yeah. cool yeah. summer last year, wasn't it? Cool and yeah, wet. Yeah, so. that's true, yeah. yeah. It certainly makes a difference. Yeah. We get a variety of summers, don't we, when, right. when, when, when you look at them. Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah. it's not harmful or anything like that? No. You no, no, no. blemish fruit and uh, yeah, just yeah, enjoy sure. it because yeah, the flavour was still there. Exactly, yeah. I keep going back to Japan. The Japanese wouldn't eat that in a fit sort of thing. Everything's got to be perfect over there. I think with, with melons, uh, you know how you, you uh, a, a melon in the ground, on, on, laying on the ground, it'll be white underneath sort of thing where, where it's not exposed to the s- sunlight and the rest will be green. They, they objected to that. So what the, the orchards have done over there, they grow the melons up, up so that they, they hang down from pergolas yes. and so they're perfect sort of thing. You know, and then they'll pay, you know, exorbitant oh, prices. They, you know, they hasn't, hasn't, hasn't got a blemish on it. Yeah, you, you, nice. you, 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 you buy it. It's strange. To me, and I can't understand yeah. it, sort of thing. But that's that's the way they see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's nothing else I need to do with the apricot tree. Does it need fertilising or? No, 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 no. Uh, you know, coming into springtime, about you know, late, late late September, October, give it a feed of you know chicken manure and dynamic lift of that. They'd love a bit of that. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Yep. All right. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. See you. And as usual, we've got plenty of callers oh, yes, ringing yep, yep. in when Graham's in here, so we'll go to uh, so, so Lee was... in Merrick's North. Good morning, Lee. Oh, good morning, team. Uh, it's not quite nice down here this morning. It was a bit bleak yesterday. Ooh, yes. yes, it was a bleak one yesterday. <laughs> um, because it was bleak, I was indoor reading my, my, uh, one of my books and I came across apple scab, as I mentioned. And I have yes. a number of apple trees and yes. several of them are badly marked every year hmm. with a mark that I didn't know what it was. Sometimes yes. it's quite big and they are little splits yeah. and it looks very unattractive and modern children won't go near it because it doesn't, yeah. you know, as you were saying, it's got a blemish. <laughs> no, that's right. They're perfectly all right when you get into them. Yeah, But true. they just look pretty, pretty <laughs> rotten. But so yeah. I thought, I came across this black spot apple scab can be treated yeah. with a lime sulfur spray, Yes. the book said. Yes, yes. I have lime, I have sulfur. Mm. Um, is this something I mix up myself or is something I no, mix up No, I don't, don't think it's something you mix up yourself. It's, uh, it used to be 
you know, it's on sale at many nurseries and hard, hardware stores. It smells like rotten egg, egg sort of thing. So, and we used to spray it so much on our commercial orchard uh, with fruit, fruit, fruit trees, like you say, as, as a dormant spray. Uh, so now would be the time I, to put it out? No, it's just a little bit later than this. I think you'd be better at the end of this month, early, early, early August. Early August, okay. Yeah, and that's... Uh, I, I doubt whether it would be... Perhaps if you Googled it, but it's lime sulphur. It's a, it's a liquid spray sort of thing, and you put it in... It, it's sort of a corrosive thing. It's, it, it, it stings all like I'll get out of it, get, 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 get in your eyes. Uh and it smells like this, you know, if you're over to at Rotorua, it smells like Rotorua. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, it's also also called black spot in the in, in the in, in the orchard trade. This, this uh, book here it, called it black spot, and then in brackets it's got apples. Yeah, yes. ex- 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 exactly. Yeah, I think if you wanted to put put some sprays on, I'd, I'd, just a few copper sprays through 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 the year. Say one, what they used to say, green green tip when when yep. when the apples just just starting to sh- sh- shoot sh- sh- shoot. Uh, Coside is a it's a uh, it's a copper copper spray, and you get the other the other co- copper sprays. Well, I have but, done that. Uh, I sort of tend yeah. to be quite liberal with the copper spray right around the orchard. I've got yeah, a number yeah, of different you've got number, Yeah, sure. And that hasn't sort but of solved you, the problem. You still 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 got the worry there. Mm. There are other things like thyran and there's uh, there's other fung- fungicides that you 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 can use, but uh, it's not everybody. They're not everybody's cup of tea, like I was saying before. But uh, I think you you know if you educate those kids to see that you know an apple is it's it's it's, it's, exactly. fi- it's far fine inside. Yeah, don't, don't you think, Graham, that the supermarkets have created an unreal expectation as to what yeah, apples should look definitely. like? Definitely. Yeah, that, that's a, that's yeah. a yeah, good, good, good point, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. All right. Mm. I might still give it a try, Graham. Okay. <laughs> good on you. Or be a bit more liberal with the copper spray. <laughs> um, okay. One, one other, on the subject of figs, I have two different varieties down here that have been in for more than a dozen years. Neither of them have done very much at all, and I mean, if get three or four or five figs off them. Yeah. But they look more like um, they've got canes rather than turning into trees. Mm. But a couple of those are getting much longer. But I hear you saying that the figs are on the new wood. So if I reduce those canes, is that likely to sort of help them... Yeah, I think you, know, you you want a bit... Of, I guess, you know, if you get like, like water shoots come, coming up, it's not a good thing. You, you really want to try and get some branching going and I think you've got to cut those you know, up, up, uprights back so that they branch and you, you get a bit of, of, of a framework going. Okay, yeah, I'll do it today. Yeah, sure, good on you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, bye. late, boy. Uh, good morning, Ricky from Strathmore. Yes, good morning, panel. I uh, have a question uh, about uh, a fruit tree. I've got room in my front garden for a fruit tree, and I was thinking of a persimmon. But then they talk about a stringent and non-astringent. Yes, mm, yes, that, 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 that's so. Uh, you want um, non-astringent, I'd say, so yeah. that you can eat I them while I don't know we... what I want because <laughs> if I have got too much of the fruit, I'll usually preserve it. Yeah, okay. The, the the new one on the market, of course, is these astringent few 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 gaki. There's a there's a quite a few of them again come out from Japan. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, 
the, the good thing about them, you can eat it like an apple and it's, it's, it's palatable. The old varieties, they were astringent varieties and still in my book I think they've got the best flavour and they're, 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 they're the better fruit. The things like Tananasi, Hachia, Nightingale. Uh, Nightingale, if you get onto that one, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful fruit, fruit, fruit delicious fruit, 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 fruit to eat. But, uh, you probably have a, a little bit of trouble getting them in nurseries now because they've gone over, you know, and unfortunately the public, they get a taste of uh, the astringency and they, that it sort of makes your mouth, mouth go furry. It's not a good sensation if you eat one of these astringent varieties when they're immature. You, you let them get ripe on the tree and when I say ripe it's really ripe you know they're almost falling Sushi. falling, falling, yeah. falling yes. apart and yeah. then, then they're a piece of fruit to eat they're, they're, they're beautiful put a bit of cream on them yogurt and they're magnificent but uh, if if, if I you know if you know your fruit and you're prepared to wait until they get ripe to get a lovely flavoured persimmon, you get an, a, 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 an, an, an astringent variety. They're a lovely tree, an ornamental tree, and you get yeah. beautiful autumn foliage. They've got a graceful shape to them, a, 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 a persimmon tree. And, uh, you know, you get the bonus of the, of the fruit. So it's a good, it's a good choice you've, you, you've made there, Ricky. Okay. And another uh, question I have, um, under the other uh, fruit trees, are, and I've got also a seedling of a fig from my son, but I put bulbs underneath. Is that a good idea or should I take them out? And, because it's a bit hard to fertilise. I, I can throw the, you know, the fertiliser around the yeah, uh, bulbs. Yeah, they can happily coexist and find mine. What do you think, Craig? You're I don't agree with you, Graham. You're a no bulb, problem at all. Bulb, bulb man. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only sure. issue yeah. I'd say is that the bulbs need a bit of light. Sure, to get flowering, so yeah, you know, if it's too uh, shady for them, they yeah, might not flower. Yeah, but that'd be the only yeah. issue. To trim, trim a little bit to let the light light, light yeah. in, and they'd be fine. Yeah. Did, did you just say it was a seedling fig? fig yes, there? it was a seedling from my son, and uh, you know, mm. I went always there, and uh, they had beautiful figs on it. So mm. I could get the seedling out, yeah. and I planted that, but it hasn't done so well. When you say a seedling, did you get a piece of wood and grow it as a cutting, or, or no, did, did it was the whole from, root, from everything. The, Oh, the root. Oh, that, 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 that's okay. Well, you know, if it's just come up from a, from a seed rather, rather than, a, than a sucker. No, it was definitely a sucker. It was a sucker. It's a sucker. Yeah. You, you're okay. Yeah. That, 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 that's fine. But if you grow them from an actual seed, they're, they're rubbish. They, they, 90, 95% of them are not worth growing. Yeah. No, it yeah. was definitely a sucker. Oh, you're right. And, uh, it is about five foot high before the branch out. Can I cut that down? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, 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 take the head out of it sort of thing. Like I was saying with the previous caller there, you get a bit of a framework. You get, you get, you, they'll go up to the heavens and be no, no, no good to you. It's uh, be becomes unmanageable sort of thing but to ch- ch- chop it even if you took a, a good third of it off, off the top sort of thing get some bran- bran- branching going and yep. what time can I do that? right now yeah. ok yeah. Oh, I think that's, uh, that's all I need to know yeah, good on you thanks very much Ricky okay. bye 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 Graham before we move on to the next caller um, as I mentioned we had the radiothon a couple of weeks ago yes. one of our listeners came into the station on the morning yes. um, 
and she was talking to me and saying that she'd actually bought a persimmon tree from you a while yes. back. Okay. Um, mm. For some reason, it's died, okay. and mm. she wanted me to ask you next time you came in because mm. mm. she'd she'd really like to get another persimmon. Yes. Um, just mm. just what are the the actual growing requirements? What's the best position for yeah, a persimmon? God. She mm. doesn't know why mm. why it died, but mm. she'd really like mm. to get another one. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before. Uh, the uh, just to get them established is the the, the difficult part. Once they're there, they'll you know fifty, sixty, sixty years they'll, yep. they'll, they'll, they'll go on, and they're quite a hard, hardy tree. Yeah, they're fairly slow, yeah. though, aren't they? Glenn? Yes, they're they're, they're 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 slow. That's for sure. Yeah. But I think uh, early, early on. You know, just a good, good, you know, preparation of your soil sort of thing. Get a little bit of compost in, 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 in into the ground. Make sure it's not going to waterlog. But on the other hand, keep keep the moisture there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the other thing, if you're really keen, if it's just just a young plant, put put a big plastic bag around the whole lot this time of the year. If you're putting putting it in, sort of thing, keep, keep, keep a bit of warmth and humidity in the in in, in the top. Uh, uh, but uh, it's a little bit difficult. Pam, position? position, yeah, not, not, you know, you, you know, I was down in Tasmania and they certainly grow them there up north coast New South Wales and they grow grow them there, so they've so got not a too fussy. Pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. ad, adaptable. Yeah, but they need a bit of shelter, wouldn't they? Wouldn't want to put yeah, them in, tr- on a windy tr- hillside. Tr- tr- true, there, that, that, yeah. that's true, 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 true. Yeah, sure, a bit of shelter, shelter, shelter be good. Yeah. I have seen some wonderful ones espaliered against walls. Yeah. They yes, seem yes. to they yes. seem to do very well yeah, that way. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah, I could imagine. Yes. Be- be- beautiful tree. Oh, yeah. gorgeous, yeah, stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. lovely orange, ready, fall, fall, foliage in the autumn would be beautiful. Pam, uh, you're talk, talking about spraying, and uh, I just had uh, time, 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 time for our fruit-growing people out there. Time to, to certainly to, to to prune your deciduous fruit, fruit fruit trees right 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 now. A great time. Uh, time to spray a copper spray on your peaches and nectarines. I know we're not spray, spraying people, but just to, to to prevent that uh, horrible leaf curl that sort of d- d- develops it's one spray that they, they should put on right now is a good time to put on a copper spray uh, probably if you put one on now and, and, and early, early August put another one, another one on uh, that would uh, the old uh, again uh, uh, what do you, what do you call this the, 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 the pop, pop, popular belief is you wait till bud burst before you put the copper spray on wrong, well, I think wrong. it was pink bud stage yeah, wasn't well, it that's yeah. right, sure. bud yeah, as well yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's but too late yeah you've got to put it on before that happens yep. yeah sure yeah Time to remove your gall wasps. Uh, in August, the little gall wasp, uh, it emerges from the galls and it, in, it re- re- reinfects sort of thing. So if you go through your tree at uh, this time of the year, early or, or, or August, and remove any of those galls, it's a good good thing. Mm. And then follow up by a, an, an oil spray in, in, in December. And that's on your uh, citrus. And, yeah, that's all yeah. the citrus, yes. so I think. I think thanks, so, AB. Yeah, for oranges and mandarins. But, uh, your lemon trees uh, uh, come come cut the, the whole the whole range. So there's still plenty of things for gardeners to be doing. Really, isn't there? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the last no one I had on the list there was the time to plant, plant your deciduous fruit, fruit trees. And you know, if they're thinking of planting fruit, fruit, fruit trees, as, a, as I was saying, there's a plethora of, of, of uh, dwarf trees out there. I think this, this crew called Plant uh, Mark. Uh, they uh, uh, so, so, so saw that 
there was there was a a market for for for, for dwarf trees yeah. and you know to you know, to to prune them to to harvest them to throw a net over them to to protect them you don't want a whacking big tree unless you want to feed the whole street sort of thing you yes. know you, you just, just it's so much more convenient and even in so many things now you've got peaches nectarines plums and apricots. All of those are being grafted onto dwarf stocks now, and you only get you know one and a half meters, maybe maximum two meters. Some of the earlier stuff, they they claimed they were dwarf, but they get you know a little bit taller than a dwarf. But they've done the right thing, got the dwarfing stocks stocks for these, and uh, just uh, genuine dwarfing stocks, and they they, they, be, they come per- perfectly man- man- manageable. Uh, there'll be a lot more come out in the in, in the following years. I think the, on, on on the pipeline they've got about thirteen different uh, pear, pears, all, all on dwarf dwarf stocks. Goodness and then you know, a pear tree can get a very big tree. Oh, yes. know, ultimately, otherwise. Are they quite new cultivars, Graham? Because no, 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 I, I didn't yeah. realise pears and plums were yeah, available yeah, on dwarf stock. Yeah, the, true. Some of them are certainly new. And this, 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 this crew, they. they People look it up on their internet, but Plant Net. I'm giving them a plug, plug, and I don't, we don't like to plug too many things. But they really have done a, a lot of work looking around the world for for, for uh, uh, dwarfing trees and cultivars that are su- suitable, particularly for the the, the home, home garden. But I think uh, just looking at this catalogue, uh, they've got pear, pear, pear trees there that not. They'll come in the in the future rather than at the, at, at the moment. But there's a there's a number of those Where are we? apples and pears and plums and apricots. And of course, there's so many varieties now that you could plant for to have you know apples and pears for you know many months of the year, can't you? I'm always crazy about aspiring. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's so easy, especially with fruit trees, because really it's just twice a year yes. with pruning them. Yes. Yeah, and you can keep them to whatever size you want, basically. Mm. I, I think if listeners mm. ever get the opportunity to go along to a um, uh, an Espalier workshop to really see the different shapes and just how to go about it, yeah. uh, they might be encouraged to do it because, I mean, you, you go over to Europe and you see all the all the espaliered apples everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. uh, yeah. and they're so productive at the That's same right. time yeah. and, yeah. and so decorative. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. Really, it's really a wonderful yeah. way to go. And you don't need a complex frame. You know, you really just need the frame on the tree for the first few years yes. to get the shape yeah. established. Yeah. Then yeah. you yeah. take the frame yeah. down and yeah. just, just yeah. Yeah. prune the tree. Yeah. Yep. Keep it in shape. No, I think it's, it's a, a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. It's such an economy of space for our gardens right. too, isn't Absolutely. it? You know, you, everybody's got fences around it. You can utilise those just in a flat plane. You yeah, know, it means it's with, with it's particularly with apples, you can grow some of the older yeah, varieties. Sure. And you know, I mean, when I was a kid, we used to get yeah. the apples with the, those little brown warty patches on the oh, stem. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's that right. Were terrific, beautiful, <laughs> yeah, sweet fruit. Yeah, 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 and you right, live to sure. tell the tale. Yeah, that's right. Here I am. Actually, Graham just handed me the catalogue, and there's. Four, they've got four dwarf pears. There's the um, the cocktail pears, which is um, you know the small fruit, yes. um, yeah, or small yeah. trees and and, yeah, and, and, small and, and small fruit. And then there's you know your dwarf red pears and dwarf yellow pears and uh, all sorts of varieties. Yeah, yeah. So even that, a Christmas a pear, I think there that comes out. Uh, 
around Christmas time, yeah, mm. an early one. Yeah, <laughs> harvest mid-December, so yeah, yeah there's, sure is plenty. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So Craig, we've had a query about yeah. which shape frame you use. Look, I, I just use some three-corner steel posts okay. rammed in with a yes. good taut wire between them. Okay. And just train the, the trees a- along, along the, the wire. Yes. And then it's very easy to disassemble yes. once your tree's woody and established in its shape. Yes. And you really just keep them whatever size you like. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. The other the other fruit tree I've seen espaliered really um, successfully is actually a fig tree. Yep. And they espalier yeah, beautifully yeah, sure. along the wall. Mm, that's right. Yes, yeah. they, they mm, look stunning. Mm, yeah. And sure. they probably appreciate the heat that it's emanating from it exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, north facing yeah, yeah, north facing yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good point. Yeah. 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 So, you, you, um, you know, don't think you've got to have a lot of room to grow a fig tree. No, 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 and as many roses as you want. I mean, the main thing is with the roses to keep them farther enough apart to get the sun in. Sure. Well, and to yeah. get mm-hmm. air circulation. Hey, Graham, I've got an apricot in. That's yeah. been in probably for about six or seven years, and it sure. has you know plethora of, of flowers, yes. absolute abundance of flowers, yes. and you know we might get two or three fruit. And I was just wondering yeah, if I should yeah. I was considering um, putting another one in. Yeah, they're, they're usually self-pollinating, and they, That's they should, what I thought, they, they, they shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be any worry there. Uh, do, do you prune it at all? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do prune it and the, feed it and do the all the other, things. The other thing is, to. some people I don't want to say that you don't know what you're doing when you're pruning. You, 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 <laughs> you, you're probably well aware of it. If you prune them too heavily, they tend to, you know, abort their buds a bit, sort of thing. And it just next, next time around, if you haven't done the pruning through the winter this winter, let, 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 let them have their heads a bit, sort of thing. Don't don't, don't prune too heavily. My father was a very classic. I might have told the story before, but he had a, 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 a city guy that had a apricot tree, and he, he had used to get a guy from the Department of Agriculture to prune it every year, and he complained that it just doesn't give me fruit darts. You know, it's, uh, it's 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 a problem. Could you prune it for me this year? We we'll give the give the other guy the flick, and he said, Dad, Dad, Dad you know, being an orchard, he thought he'd give, give, give him a, a go. Dad said he, he pretended to prune it rather than prune it, sort of thing, and the, the, the guy ran up, he's got an abundance of apricots, and he brought over a, a, a closed basket full of apricots for dad, sort of thing. And it worked, so that maybe you know, less pruning rather than more pruning, particularly for an apricot, might be a way to go. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. maybe I can get a bit carried away because I do like pruning, and, yeah. and okay. I've, had, I've had success with the, with the peach tree, and yeah, I seem to be pruning that quite that. well. Yeah. Maybe I'm something I'm else in your yeah, garden, yeah, I know the weeds, <laughs> prune, prune back a few weeds. So you, Let's get back to some of your plants because um, we've been so obsessed with fruit yeah. this morning yeah. and I'm sure all listeners would love to hear what you brought in. That's okay. Um, I brought in a few of the epimediums um, because the, the, some of the leaves colour up so beautifully in winter. Um, membra- membranaceum is this one, which is one of my favourites. It sort of ticks all, ticks all the boxes for me for a ground cover for shade. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the epimediums are spring flowering. This one goes through into summer, mm. sort of soft cream yeah. flowers. Um, and you can see the, the, the winter markings on the leaf where the, the veins are pick, picked out in dark red. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's growing in my garden right up against the trunk of a maple. Okay. So really, t- maples are surface rooters. Yes. So it's a really tough spot. Yeah. yeah. So you say ground cover. What's the spread of it? Uh, they're not rampant. Not rampant they're at not all. Rampant so you really need to plant 
a few to get a decent clump. We'll of be it. patient, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most people aren't that patient. Craig. <laughs> it's been it's been in the ground. It's been in the ground probably for about eight years, and it'd be less than a meter square. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, and, and if people can't grow them in, in the garden, you know, they probably wouldn't grow in, in really dry parts of Melbourne. Right. Then they're, they're great tub plants on a shady balcony. Oh, beautiful, that would be very foliage. attractive. Yes. Yeah. yes I mean, when I first started growing epimediums, I went for flower colour, but, but these days it's foliage. Yes, yeah. definitely. Because the, the flowering's only for a month or so. Yeah, yep. yeah very nice. Huge yeah. genus. Mm. Yeah, and, and miles of hybrids in Europe and the United States, yeah. people are hybridising them furiously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're real collector's plants. So you have a few different um, varieties Absolutely. in the garden? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Some of them really um, colour up at this time of the year. Oh, gosh, That's yes. Yeah. This is... Um, this is, uh, is one of the Grandiflorum hybrids called... Um, Hot lips. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking name. But yeah. It is the best. Yeah. Little, little, little lipstick colour. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The, great little, the grandiflorums you'd normally pick as, uh, as flowering plants rather than foliage plants, but for some reason this hybrid seems to, uh, to really colour up and it's a really deep red and the whole plant's covered in that at the moment. Wow. Mm. They're, they're definitely one for a tub in, in, the, in the drier districts. Mm. Yes, they're, right. They come from yeah, Japan. Yeah. So yep. they're evergreen. Yeah. Semi-evergreen. Semi-evergreen. Yeah. They hold this get, colour get, over get the, the winter. Colour. Yeah, and then you find later on in the winter they'll drop all their leaves. Yeah, okay. mm. right. yeah. But even the combination of the two, Craig, would look stunning together. Yeah, that's right. Glorious. Yeah. 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 It's an attractive leaf, isn't yeah. it? It is very attractive. Mm. Uh, there's another one that colours up. This is um, Versicolor. And the variety is Neosulfurum. So it's an even it's, darker, almost a burgundy, isn't that's it? That's right. And yes. Yeah, they need to get a little bit of light on them at this time of the year to get the colour. If they're, okay. if they're in too much shade, they, they probably wouldn't do that. This is a really old variety with soft lemon flowers and really tough. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's a smaller leaf. Smaller leaf, but, but a stronger plant. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, the grandiflorums, they really require a bit of moisture, whereas this one would tolerate a bit more dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what sort of, um, or how would you use them? As a, as a screening plant or as a feature plant? They're perennials, so okay. ground cover. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. and yep. definitely shade plants. Yeah. 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 And um, Omiens is one of my favourites. Um, beautiful red markings at this time of the year and beautiful long pointed leaves. And uh, look, this is another one that really ticks all the boxes because the flowering's terrific as well. It's purple and white flowers. The flowers on epimediums would be like a, a tiny little columbine, I suppose, would be the closest mm-hmm. thing. Okay, like, yes. In yes. sprays over the top of the foliage in spring. Almost looks like a passion fruit leaf, except it's the green with the with the, with um, the maroon. red markings. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very and striking marking, though, isn't That's it? That's right. Gosh. And then the new foliage and springs often quite dark red as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting genus of plants. Yes. Yeah. Is this a ground cover as well? They're all ground covers. Oh, ground covers. Yeah, all, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, ground yeah. covers is probably a bit of a stretch, but shade yeah, plants. Yeah, shade plants. Clumping okay. shade plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah good, good, good. Yeah. Mm. There's one here that spreads this frond lighten. Um, it's, it's of all of them, it's probably the thug. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that would probably be a stretch too. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yes. it spreads. Okay. Yeah, in yellow flowers. Right. Quite low, frond lighten would only get up 15, 20 centimetres probably. Okay. And move out. 
So on, on most of these, um, do the flowers come up above the, the leaves or do they hang? What's the situation with the, the flowering? They vary, Pam. Um, I, I always think that you know later on next month I'll go over them with the hedging shears yes. and cut them all back to the ground Okay. because often the flowering is inside the leaves. All oh, right. If you cut them back, then you, you'll see everything. Plus yes. you'll see the new foliage coming through, which is really as beautiful as the flowering. Okay. Yeah, with the, the dark red colours. Yeah. And some of them flower way above the leaves. Yeah. That would be stunning. Yeah. Different, yeah, different genus of plants and, and, and a big one. Mm. Yeah. And uh, very, very collectible. Yeah. In general nurseries, you wouldn't see them too much around the place? No, I don't I think, so. think so. No, no, they're no, too slow, Graham. The general yeah, nurseries so want everything, you know, yeah, flat it's, out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. always the way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, some, something like this, you know, I put it in the garden and eight or ten years later I can split yeah, it up and put on. a few plants mm. in the nursery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's gardening, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. Everything good requires yeah, patience. Yeah, very much yep. so. Yeah. <laughs> so optimum time for planting them, Craig? Oh, now, I now? would say. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I would have thought yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Between so, now and, and, and early spring. Yes, lovely. Yeah. So if people come up to you now, do you have any available? Absolutely. They're not looking the best in pots, but no. there's plenty of them there. Yeah. Well, I, I delivered a whole heap of them to a guy in, um, in Surrey Hills last year. He bought a dozen different varieties off me, and he was growing them all in pots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lovely collection. They looked beautiful yeah. on his balcony. Oh, they would. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not just for the flowering, but for the foliage as yes. well. Yeah. Yes. So you, yeah. you're really getting value for money out of them with Absolutely. the foliage. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. We might go to a couple more callers. Oh, we've got Anne from Heidelberg back again. Good morning, Anne. Yes. Hi. <laughs> um, I just missed what Graham was saying about. Um, treating the citrus. He said, I think remove the gall wasp in August and then spray with an oil sometime later. Yes, uh, that's the latest thing. They're a, a pest, you know, as everybody knows out there. You know, you go back 15 years and the gall wasp wasn't, wasn't around, but it's a, it's a hor- horrible thing and it infects our, 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 cit- our citrus. People don't realise out there it's little, little gall, little lumps on the stems. And uh, the latest uh, research seems to think that if, uh, okay, the, the, the wasp comes out, like I say, in the end, in, in, end of August, and it's good to remove as many galls as possible possible uh, before that. A, a spray with white oil in, in uh, December is a good thing. It cleans up any scale. It's a very inert thing. It doesn't, you know, it's not a thing that's going to hurt the, the environment, particularly if you use uh, a vegetable uh, or, or, or oil oil spray. And uh, that has some effect on uh, uh, the any any uh, infection the wasp so would you spray lo- all the leaves. Yeah, you spray, spray the whole tree. Sure. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Because I did a good bug workshop, and they yeah. kind of talked about uh, talked against using oils because the stickiness attracts the good bugs as well as destroying bad bugs. Mm, okay. Yes, I, 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 I don't know that one to tell you the truth, but uh, certainly. For scale insects uh, in commercial things like uh, you know you all your uh, citrus orchards up up, up in northern, northern Victoria they spray thousands of gallons of uh, what, what, what white oil to keep that one at bay. Oh, okay, but, uh, yeah. all right then. 
Thanks very much, then, Graham. Okay, Anne. No worries. Okay, bye. bye. And uh, we'll go next to uh, Audrey, who's in North Carlton. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, two questions. One, uh, a friend is trying to source in Australia a frankincense tree for a biblical garden. Uh, I wondered if anyone had any idea of where we might source one. Frank frankincense, was it? Yes, yeah, really sure that the, 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 the perfume tree. No, probably Stephen Ryan might be the one that knows, knows about that. Yeah. I, 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 I have any idea. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We, I, I might put that question yeah. to him. He's um, overseas at the moment, but he he'll be back and back on the program in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. Okay, and if I can ask another um, avocado, uh, a house avocado tree. Yes. Uh, it looks like it may have some blossoms on it this year. It yes. has had a couple of other times before, but none yes. of them have pollinated, even though, according to what I've read, the weather has been just right. It's been cool, a little bit breezy, etc., yes. so that they're meant to be able to possibly self-pollinate. Yes, they are. Yeah, that, that's true, 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 Audrey. I've got uh, a house in my garden that was, you know, for the first few years, how old would it be now? I suppose it's getting up to about 10 years old, and I guess it's got about 20 or 30 fruit on this year. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the the uh, the buds are just starting to swell on the on the tips. That the, the the new foliage, uh, the new flower flowers will be out in a, 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 a month or so. But uh, one of the things they they would. Uh, to, to do was to cincture the 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 trunk tr- trunks of the trees. Let's uh, just take a little bit of bark in a sort of a sp- spiral around 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 the, the the tree. Just you know, maybe a quarter of an inch uh, cut, cut of removing the bark, and that was supposed to bring them into in a fruiting. Uh, I, I don't know whether that would be worth a try for yours, but in our climate down here, supposedly. Uh, avocados will self-pollinate, uh, and uh, I, you know, a bit of the old potash in there, and perhaps a bit of phosphate rather than too much nit- n- n- nitrogen uh, is another way to go, just to, uh, for the nut- nut- nutrition of them. Mm. Mm, okay. But, well, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 And uh, next up, we'll go to uh, John, who's out in Hampton. Good morning, John. Good morning. Um, I have. Uh, oh, good. Thanks for your program, everybody. Um, my question is directed at Craig. I think he was talking about some wonderful sounding ground covers. Yes. Yeah. Um, we think. My wife tells me that she thinks it was called something like Epimedia. Epimedium. E P I. I'll just get my pen. Yes. E P I. M E D. E. M E D. E P I. M E D. Yep. I U M. I-U-M, that sounds yeah, and when you Google them, there's one of them is, is an aphrodisiac. Oh, that sounds even so you, better. So you get all, all, all sorts of weird stuff coming up, so you've got to wade through that. Oh, that sounds like a very promising plant. Are they a thick sort of ground cover? They're there, they're very dense. They would see we are lacking a lot of sunlight. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, we've got a lot of few trees around. We've cast a lot of shade over the garden, so some sort of... We used to have it really densely 
overgrown with ivy everywhere. So yeah. that's all been removed, fortunately. That's good, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like it could be a good substitute. Yeah, the epimediums would do well in that sort of shade. Sure, sure. Terrific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, um, where, is Craig, where is this available? Yeah. Uh, Craig's good. Nursery? We're, Craig. a, we're in Alinda, 138. 138. Alinda Mombolk Road. Oh, yes, Mombolk. Yeah. Maybe your telephone number as well. Uh, 9751 2163. 2163. 2163. Yeah. And Craig's nursery is closed on Tuesdays. Yes. Okay. Mm. And, and what was it called, the nursery? Gentiana. G-E-N-T. G-E-N-T. I-A-N-A. Okay, that's terrific. Well, thank you very much for that. I do have another question. Okay, very quickly, we're running out of time. What can be done about the yellowing of um, citrus food and um, azaleas at this time of the year? We've got a few various sorts of citrus trees, smaller ones, that have got yellow leaves. And some of the azaleas have got yellowing leaves. Yeah, it's the cold. Yeah. It's the cold. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yes. yeah, the azaleas yeah. take on all sorts of colours at this time, yeah. of, the time year. of the year. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the same yeah. with the citrus; yeah. they don't like the cold. We oh, used, that to, used to call it the, have... the winter yellows. Yes. Oh, well, we don't need to. <laughs> so worry. just just yeah. leave them alone. Leave yeah. them alone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that advice. Okay. Very good. Bye, John. Very quickly, Graham. We've had a query from the outside line, Bert in East Q. His lemon tree, half of the leaves are dark green and the other half are pale green. Mm. I think that might just be the, the, the lemon Maybe again, the, again, the, 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 the winter yellows, we used to get that. They don't appreciate, particularly this, you know, the last week has been so, 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 so cold. Uh, in the springtime, they love a bit of the old chicken manure is the best thing. We used to grow the, the citrus trees. Oh, and yes, they It's a love source it. of nitrogen that will certainly green up the leaves, you know, in, if they apply that in the springtime. Yes. Probably uh, end of September, October. Now, um, listeners are going to, I know they're going to ask me, <laughs> um, are you doing any markets or will you be doing any, any markets? No, I'm not, not Pam at the moment. Sorry, I'm, I've, I've, I'm out of it. Yeah, I've uh, uh, run my race as far as going, going, going to markets. But, uh, they have, uh, if they if wanted to give my, my mobile number out if they want to ask me some questions, I'm certainly uh, uh, willing to do that if that's all right. Okay, what well, well yeah, if, sure. if you can give yeah, out that yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, sure. Graham Morrison, it's 041 848 2610. Yep. And you're more than happy to take a call if they've got a, a query about yeah, their, for sure. their fruit yeah, trees. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yep. see them, you. I think you might be inundated, Graham. <laughs> At least <laughs> by me. Right. Okay. <laughs> so j- just repeat the number again, Graham, yeah, if you would. That's 041 848 2610. And again, yeah. for listeners, Craig, if you can repeat again the address and phone number of Gentiana. 138, Alinda Mombolk Road, and Alinda. And the phone number is 9751-2163. Wonderful. Thank you. A big thank you to the panel again for coming in and, and also to Vicky and Anne who've been working all the phones for us. Uh, next week, of course, we've got Graham Sargent in, so it's Rose Day, but it's also we've got Gwen and Roger Elliott in. So anyone who has queries about, about either Australian native plants or roses, it's all happening next Sunday. And, of course, uh, we start at 7.30, run through till 9.15. So do tune in again next week. In the meantime, bye for now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.